Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today like I am every day that we do this with Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. How many days do you usually do this? Oh, man, you're just going to have a question for every intro I make from now on, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that's how it's going to be. Uh, you know, this is the <laughs> this is the 10th time I've done that. It's the 10th time I've, I've brought us in. And, uh, you know, it's a work in progress, like this whole show. Uh, but I think I think that was all right, you know? Listen, Dashiell, I think we nailed last week. I, I don't think we can do any better. I think we just have to, you know, call it a day. So you're saying we shouldn't even do it? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's I'm, basically what I'm saying. That sounds good to me. I mean, I'm look, I, I'd love for my schedule to be clear. But the listeners, Mark Paul. We, we do it for the listeners, Dashiell. We do it for the listeners. Damn it. Uh, we, yeah, God, God damn you for listening. Uh, we do it for the listeners. And today we'll be discussing Pinned to the Mat. And uh, Mark Paul, I already know you did the homework. I mean, come on, of course. Of co- you're a seasoned professional. I did. Look at my pages with tons of notes, Dashiell. Lots of notes wow, written are- all over them. Those are those are a lot of notes. It's like uh, a serial killer's uh, I, writing. The way, the way you're waving them around doesn't look like a a man with two feet on the ground. I'll I'll just put it that way. But sure, I'm glad you took a lot of notes, and they they do appear unhinged but thorough, uh, which isn't always the worst combo. Uh, before we get into the brief summary, because I I just know you're you're chomping at the bit for that thing. I've got a few corrections from the listeners. Ah, they have been writing in to to let me know more than you. You're you're more I, insulated. <laughs> I can't tell you what pleasure it brings me when you tell me that listeners have comments about things that you've said, and they have corrections, and they want to correct. I I love it. I, yeah, to be honest, yeah. All so I've I've only recently started keeping track of these uh, to like really make sure there nothing's getting lost in the shuffle. But this week, all three of them are mistakes I made. So yeah, you should. Uh, Grab some popcorn or something. You're in for a, a real treat here. Just to be clear, I'm perfect in every episode. I understand that, so there's no need to correct me. I'm right. just putting it out there. Yeah, and also just to be clear, you don't have the level of spare time I do where I'm going to like, all these comments get in front of me somehow. <laughs> I'm sure if anyone writes into you, it's not uh, it's not on your radar immediately, but I, I've got the spare time. I do see these comments, and, uh, and here they are. One listener wrote in to let me know that in the substitute, I incorrectly referred to the teacher as Mrs. Simpson, she's in fact Ms. Simpson. Big, okay. Big deal. So she, I assume she'd be married, not the case at all. She was too busy playing hockey to ever find her husband. The other uh, correction is there's a second Burbank in America. It's Burbank, Illinois. And in talking about Burbank before, I, I blundered. I just walked right into a blunder and said there was only one. Uh, there's at least two. Now you know. 
And now you know. And finally, last week with Nikki Glazer. Thank you so much again, Nikki Glazer, for being on this show and being a wonderful guest. Uh, she asked about the fight when Zach's shirt got ripped. I incorrectly said that was the fight with Mario. It was actually the fight with Screech. I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah, eventually. So all these things happen, and all these are these are all mistakes I made. And uh, yeah, if we if we make a mistake again, we do it on purpose so you have something to write in to us about. Uh, it's a feature of the show, and we hope you enjoy that. Boy, what a feature of this show. <laughs> uh, also- <laughs> it should become a regular feature. I, I, I would imagine that the, the audience would really like that. I mean, correction corner, we can name the feature. Once you name a feature, give it a little jingle, it becomes, you know, it's a little more robust. Uh, but those are the mistakes thus far. We also have a, uh, a crew update. A Saved by the Bell alumnus, Donald A. Morgan, picked up his 10th Emmy last week. His 10th career Emmy. Now, he was the lighting director for 40-plus episodes, 43 if you want to be specific about it, uh, of the original series. Huh. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Donald. Yeah, congratulations, Donald. And he moved on to be a cinematographer, and that's what he picked up his 10th Emmy for, for his work on The Ranch. Uh, and I learned that from the writer and producer Bennett Tramer's Instagram. Uh, he wrote a bunch of the original episodes, and Bennett has been listening to the podcast. So thank you, Bennett, for uh, for posting about your colleagues' achievements. We I, should definitely get Bennett on the show. That'd be fun. You know, he's he, one of his episodes is coming up. I think it's uh, the friendship business. So maybe for that one. Let's do it. All right. And with that, let's move into this summary in case you didn't do the homework. It's career week at Bayside, and Zach gambled a dirt bike on Slater winning a wrestling match against Valley's Needick. Only Slater becomes concerned wrestling won't lead to a solid future, so he quits the team. Zach schemes to get Slater to join Cooking Club to get him back to wrestling. Only Slater genuinely enjoys cooking. So Zach arranges for Screech to wrestle Needick. Slater steps in at the last minute to save Screech. He wins and realizes he can worry about his future later. And that's the episode. And it's Act One. And we're at Bayside for a career week. Uh, you get that nice banner and uh, the halls are just bustling. But Mark Paul, I'd, I'd like to point out immediately... Zach's hair. Holy hair. Holy moly, this hair. <laughs> it is, what do you, so we talked about it last week, the kind of evolution. It's like a bundle of fucking cotton candy at a, at a fair. It, yeah, it, it looks like a shelf. Like it, it appears Ugh. to be like a large shelf of hair. And the physics of it, the phys, as your head moves in the scene, it's confusing because you can kind of get a feel for like the, when, you, when you're facing camera, there's like an illusion of the hair, but as it moves, you see more of like what's going on. Yeah, I think we've talked about this uh, on, on uh, past episodes, but I was responsible for my hair. I've been responsible for my hair for most of my career. I think the only time that, I've, that I haven't done my hair was last season on Mixedish. It was the first time in, uh, you know, 30 years of, of being in this business that I didn't do my hair. Actually, there was, I take that back. There was one other TV movie I did with the Lawrence brothers where I had extensions in my hair. My hair was longer. Uh, obviously, I, I, I didn't do that. But for the most part, the styling of my hair has always been my responsibility. So I take full responsibility for that. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know how I got it to be that way. Other than the visor that I used, but I think I used the visor for other iterations of this. I don't think that that. See what happens here. This is like extreme. This, this is, is like extreme. a very extreme version of yeah. what hair can do. And this be. is like my hair is growing out, and I'm refusing to cut it, and I'm still trying to make it work. 
And that's what this is. There's a lot of product to my hair. Um, it's a lot of hairspray. Um, it's a lot of good wishes and just like positive energy. I mean, there's, it takes more than product to make hair do that. It's, it's like a real thing. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on up front there. It's like a, uh, what, what's, what's that flower you get at prom? Uh, I don't know. What do you I mean? You went to prom, didn't you? I actually didn't go to my prom. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, do you want to save that for another episode? <laughs> well, that makes two of us. I didn't go to prom. Huh. So does this actually happen in school, career week? I don't know. I mean- What are you talking about? You're the one that had went to school. No, I, I mean, didn't. sorry. I, I stumbled. What I was going to say is I don't know, but then I paused on the don't and said the other no that I was trying to say, like the N-O no. Uh, I don't believe, like I never attended any kind of fair full of booths uh, telling me I could be like a, into computers or anything. That, no, I never had that. So I want to be a game show host. Right. Because I'm looking for a job with the most amount of money for the least amount of work. All I have to do, uh, Zach says, is brush my teeth and smile. That hmm. can be further from the truth. Yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I've, I've certainly taken my fair share of shots at Zach Morris, but who amongst us is not looking for the job with the most amount of money and the least amount of work, preferably no work, all money. That would be the, that's kind of like the dream job, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people think that actors, uh, you know, all you have to do is basically brush your teeth and smile and you're an actor. Um, we know that to not be true, but I, I still come across quite a few people who think like, oh, I could be an actor. Anyone could be an actor. Well, sure. I mean, Mark Paul, you know, I've, I've certainly run into people who think, Writing is just as easy as, you know, rolling out of bed and a cup of coffee and you just say whatever's on your mind. But, you know, it's a, it's a nuanced craft and profession. So If you say so. Well, if you say that about <laughs> acting, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think I could be an actor. <laughs> I think you could be a writer. I think we should do a Freaky Friday one day. Just show up to each other's jobs and see if anyone notices. So this is a pretty big timeout. I mean, this is, this is with a lot. Is this one of the bigger timeouts of, of the run? Like second wise? Well, I'm saying with the amount of people being frozen under Zach's spell, is this? Uh, oh, like his like his widest reach yeah, timeout. Yeah, like how far does the timeout huh. reach? Is the entire galaxy just yeah. like the whole world, like like the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea? There's a lot stops. of moving parts to this timeout. I would imagine that in the series, it's you know a few people. Yeah, this is. This is a lot of extras, a lot it, of background are, are, are going along with this. Yeah, and they, like, they, they kind of get flashy where one of the background, uh, background artists, uh, a term I've learned from you, I used to say actors, but background artists, uh, appears she's like mid-fall on the steps. Yeah. So it's kind of like a flashy use of freezing everybody. Um, but more than that, he, I would imagine, just to answer your question, I think Zach's like, timeout abilities are rooted in the room he's in. Like, I think that's how far it goes. I think he's able to, to freeze the room. But then what happens to the rest of the world? Wait, that doesn't make sense. Huh. Zach Morris can freeze the universe every time he times out. I'm sure this was figured out in the writer's room. I was never in the writer's room, so I just said what they gave me and did yeah. what they wanted me to do. Yeah, I'm not so sure it was figured out in that room, but you, I, think we'll, I think one of these days we'll crack the case. And, uh, I'm a puppet. Is, yeah. is basically what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So if you have anything to say, say it to Dashiell on Twitter. Please, yeah, and I'll throw it in that correction corner, which was such a big hit, I'm sure it'll be back every week. Uh, and so Mark Paul, this we, we learned that Zach is, um, we've learned he maybe has a gambling issue, but he's <laughs> he's been gambling 
every year on Needick, which is odd because like how many what what's this kid's career like? You know, like how many years has he had to gamble on him? Um, but he bet a dirt bike. And in this timeout, we get this kind of like, it's you presenting a dirt bike in a fun dirt bike outfit. Uh, and as we learned from Mario, they they asked you guys what your interests were. You were and are a fan of motorsports. Yeah. Um, so at the time, I wasn't riding dirt bikes. I started riding dirt bikes when I was three. And my first race was at f- when I was five. Um, I raced here in Los Angeles at a place called Indian Dunes, which um, anyone who's familiar with motocross and growing up in Southern California uh, is very familiar with. Uh, my brother is 16 years older than me, and he's the one that got me into motocross. Uh, my brother is a legend still in the motocross community. He is arguably the greatest of all time. He is a goat when it comes to being a mechanic. Uh, for motocross. He's had some of the winningest riders. Um, one of his riders, uh, Ricky Carmichael, had two perfect seasons in motocross. Uh, I believe it's 24 motos. And he went two years without having uh, any sort of mechanical and finishing first in each one of those motos, which hasn't been done and probably I would assume would never be done again. But my brother is is a legend. He's 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 still known as the greatest. Um, but going back to this scene with this motorcycle, it's a it's a Honda CR. I I, I look at it now and I say I, I I would have an issue with it being an eighty. That is an eighty. I should have been on a one twenty five. Are those the uh, the CCs? Yes, very good, Dashel. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 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 not gonna like this. I only know that because of Mario Kart. So that's the only reason I know about CC measurements. Okay. But I still knew what you were talking about. It's better than knowing CCs from, you know, getting high on, on heroin. Is, can you do that? Is that an option to know about motorcycle CCs from heroin? I don't know. I, I just know. thought of CCs and, you know, a needle has a CC. And, oh, okay. I didn't know. even know that. But I, I, I like your version of, of Mario Kart better. Yeah, Mario Kart, Mario Kart teaches the children The wholesome about- young man that you are. Yeah, I mean, adult man still playing Mario Kart, yes. <laughs> uh, but the helmet, I, I, all these things, like the, the as you put, the motocross outfit. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we couldn't have, it had to be nondescript. We couldn't have anything, um, you know, like back in my day, I was wearing Answer and Alpine Stars and uh, Fox and things like that. But obviously on television, you can't do that because of, of uh, you know, the what would the, the legalities of it all? I was going to say those damn lawyers, but yes, the yeah. the legalities of it all. Yeah, um, but that helmet, uh, boy, that's not really a motocross helmet from the nineties. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, what I, is it? I I didn't even pick up. Yeah, but like I could. You're right. A, a motocross helmet from the nineties. It I feel like it's more um, aerodynamic. Sure. That, yeah. That that that's probably as generic as you could possibly get. Um, it's it's interesting. I wasn't riding at this time uh, because of you know um, being on a, on a show and, and focusing on being an actor. Uh, I didn't start picking up a motocross bike until I was about 17, 18, 19, somewhere around there. These years are all fuzzy to me. Hmm. Uh, but my point to this whole sort of you know discussion that I've that I've opened up is I probably nowadays would have said, guys. Let's not do an 80. Let's do a 125. Um, let's let's get rid of this helmet. Let's get a, 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 a real motocross helmet. And I might have worn some form of um, 
apparel that my sponsors would give me. Like, and, and a lot of the things that I do now, uh, I wear Oakley glasses because of my time from wearing Oakley goggles uh, doing motocross. Um, Fox was one of my sponsors. And I, I've, on other projects, have worn uh, some of the apparel to, to sort of give a wink and a nod to my, uh, to my sponsors. Yeah, also, I'm sure to make it look more legitimate. Like, a lot of times people yeah. think that um, a brand in a TV show is automatic product placement. But sometimes it's just there to make the universe feel more real. Because if every single product in the shot is fake, uh, that that pulls you right out of it. Interesting though, um, Honda. I've I've been riding Hondas uh, as long as I can remember, and still have a relationship with Honda. And you walk pa- you walk past my bikes in my garage every time we do this podcast. That, those are Hondas. I did. I, I noted them on the way in to try to like mentally compare to this uh, this little scene. Which it's also it's also funny that in Zach's like fantasy here, he's not only the announcer of the game show, he also models the prizes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think this is again, I'm not a writer. Sure, but you could be. I mean, we've covered that. You I'm could. I'm modeling off this bike, and I'm saying steel belted radial tires. Come on, it's a motocross bike. They don't have steel belted radial tires and molded hand grips. I yeah, that went right past. And I mean, comfort cushion. It's a motocross bike, racing strap. I, mean, I just felt like the they they they. I guess they didn't have Google back then. No. And it's I, I don't know. I don't want to say somebody got lazy. No, you can say it. Okay, as yeah. long as you say it. You, sure. I I think it's a bit of lazy riding. I mean, it's it's a motocross bike. Yeah, you, you you wouldn't say that, right? I mean, I would you say that? I, I would because I know nothing about it. But I would <laughs> I would also now now we have the extreme um, benefit of like you said, Google. We would just Google it or bring in like like I would think now as a writer, we might if we knew one of the um, cast members was super into this, we would bring them in and say. Does this sound right? Does this sound correct? Right. Does this sound stupid? Would be the real question. Which is why we need Bennett Tramer on this uh, show. Bennett, we need you. Uh, and also, you get Zach coming out of that fantasy. He like messes with Slater's button. Did you Did you catch that little thing? I did. Yeah. yeah. It's he never really uses his freezing time to like be malevolent, you know, or impact the scene. But he he chose to do it then. And we're at the max, and uh, you know, everyone's... Slater and Zach fighting over a fry at the beginning of that scene. Right. I don't know if you caught that. As friends will do. I mean, a fry, that's a big, that's, that's, was, was that acting or was that a, you guys fighting over a fry? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. It might've been me just trying to, you know, piss him off before the scene, trying to get in his head. Huh. You know, we did, you, I, I, I've said this in the past, but we used to do that. We used to try to mess with each other, fuck with each other, you know, just trying to, trying to kind of, you know, take you out of your game. Like the sound is speeding, everyone's ready, uh-huh. they're about to say action, and you're just like, let me fuck with him at this split second. Yep. Yeah, that's fun. Because nothing's funnier than when you flub a line. No, in front of like 100 people who, are, who you're, <laughs> you're, you're messing with their time to see their family. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. So why does Max, does he do this in, in other shows, but why is he wearing a black t-shirt? Hmm. Oh, as opposed to his like standard red? Yeah. Uh, that is a good question. I don't, I don't totally know. I mean, maybe they just thought it looked good for contrast. I'm sure someone on Twitter will know. Yeah. I'm sure someone on Twitter will be like, maybe they should be my co-host. Yeah. I mean, maybe, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah, you could, you had one job Dashiell to find out why Max is wearing a black shirt. Uh, yeah. And Max just with like the, what I would imagine of all his magic tricks involve like health code violations, like pulling out living poultry at a table is got to be high up there. 
I love in this scene Lark's delivery of I'll design your briefs. Yeah. She genuinely laughs at her joke and it makes the joke so much better. It's also a funny joke, uh, you know, because she was just talking about designing underwear and Jesse wants to be a lawyer. It's like, what a what a fun briefs joke that is. And of course, Kelly, just uh, the most wholesome young lady in America. She just wants like a big old family. Everyone else is talking about their jobs. She just wants a litter. Yeah, just a bunch of, just a bunch of Kellys running around. And Zach's. Right, and Zach's, yeah. And Slater just, he thought everything was going to be great with this, uh, he just thought everything was great as wrestling, but they, they really get inside his head very quickly <laughs> that his whole future might be doomed. So I give him the uh, wrestling title of Slammer Slater. Yeah. That's the best I could come up with. Oh, so is this another beef with the, no. the writers? No, or no, 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 no. You I would never the, do that. Right. Slammer Slater. So what would you, now that you have all the time in the world, just... I don't have any time in the world. Uh, you're very I don't busy. Know. Oh, I, okay. think, I think we should just let, uh, I, I think we should let our audience come up with better names for uh, Slater as a professional wrestler. Okay. Uh, maybe see a Slater, like, see a, like a play on see you later. Wow. You know? Okay. Okay. I, just, I see what just, you did there. That's yeah. just a first, yeah. Yeah. that's just like a first thought. Yeah. Off the top of your head. Just spitballing. Yeah, we're just, there's no bad ideas in this room, right? Nope. No judgment, <laughs> except for that one. Except for that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slam and Slater sounding pretty good right about now. <laughs> God. Uh, and so we find uh, Slater now in Mr. Belding's office. Yeah, where you go as a teenage, as a teenage youth in peril. You well, go. that's where Slater goes. I actually enjoy these scenes with, with Slater and Belding. They're great. They're, I, I really, it is so funny watching these again. Like, I, these are now my favorite scenes, the scenes in Belding's office. Did you notice the pencils? I didn't. Let me, let me, let's, let's go to tape. Perfect pencils. That's really interesting. So you're, as we've learned, you're saying that was like a dentist thing. And then you would just go in there and kind of mess with his French fries, so I to speak. I would jack up his pencils. Yeah. I like Dennis. Funny guy. He is a funny guy. Get uh, the iconic laugh. Yeah. He cracks himself up at that, like, the ultimate dad joke of, like, can I get one second? So we learn in this scene that Belding had aspirations of possibly playing basketball. Yeah, or he was like, right, or like a race car driver, I think he says. Or well, a, that's just a setup for the joke. Right. He wanted to be a race car driver. Ah, uh, right, that was the adrenaline. Yeah. Being a principal doesn't have that thrill. Correct. Right? Yes. But then he says, I, I also wanted to be in sports. I wanted to be a basketball player. Help me understand this logic. So he, sure. it's a very funny joke. He says, well, you know, what Slater says, what stopped you? And he goes, Sister Agnes. Yeah. She blocked all my layups. But then he, he jumps to his thought of being a basketball player in his 50s. And having his uh, belly hanging out and his love handles tripping the referee. How does he get to that point? I mean, normally a basketball player would retire before they're 40. Yeah. Why does he jump ahead to his 50s as a basketball player? And that's what sets off the right. fantasy sequence with Slater. I mean, you did, you answered your own question. I mean, he, he jumped that fast for the function of the show. <laughs> why, why any adult human would jump to that is... Uh, it just wouldn't happen. Okay, so just to be clear, it's just to get yeah, us. Yeah, it's just to advance the thing. And I'm and I'm so glad you you honed in though on his sister Agnes uh, joke because we've learned so much about Mister Belding's past in uh, the course of nine episodes. He was playing basketball with nuns. He was possibly in Vietnam. Uh, we're possibly. Are you saying he stole valor? I am. I am insinuating that his his conflicting story. Mm. Uh, once he was met with a obviously someone who's not stealing valor, Slater's father, 
Uh, he said he was in. He said he was in the National Guard. So yeah, he may, he may be stealing valor. Can't wait pe- to peel back this onion we call building. Yeah, yeah, the onion we call building. Hmm. Uh, and we get Slater's um, off of building story, which is like just a fun excuse for Slater to completely zone out and go to fantasy land, which is a I thought was a really funny choice. Uh, we get another fuzzy pink fantasy, which if you're you know following along as much, these things were basically just like great opportunities to put you guys into super fun costumes. Maybe Max was wearing a black shirt before, so he's wearing a red one now and it looks different. Maybe that's why. It's not why, because later on in the Max, he's still wearing a red shirt. Nice try, Dashiell. All right, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I am trying. Belding doesn't look that much different. I mean, they just put a mustache on to say that he's supposed to be older, but I think they could have gone a f- bit further with, like, the grayness in the hair. Yeah, they could have given him a cane. He could have, you know, he doesn't, yeah, he really does look exactly the same. He's just, like, older Belding now wears a bow tie. Uh, I, I didn't want to point it out, but Justice uh, Jesse... Yeah, I, I think it's fitting for the week that we've had. Yeah, our rest in peace, RBG. Yeah, she she definitely like I, I had the same kind of thought seeing her like almost like oh she could play like a young RBG in a biopic or something. Yeah, yeah. And she'd have to be shorter. Right. I mean, they'd have to they'd use like reverse Lord of the Rings camera tricks <laughs> to make her very very small. <laughs> also, it's fun. Uh, I, I like the the whole thing of Lisa's name on Belding's butt. What a fun joke. It is a fun joke, uh, and I'm. I think that Dennis is manipulating the flashing lights. Oh, like he had a button. Yeah, but I think the button. It's just a weird thing. Like he turns around, and it almost looks like he's about to take a piss. <laughs> like he, it looks like he's about to reach for his zipper. Yeah, he's angling down. And I, you know, me, I haven't watched this before, and I was before I I noticed what was going on. I'm thinking, what the hell is Belding doing? <laughs> And then, oh, the flashing lights. Okay, but I, it, it, I think he's the one that's manipulating that. Nowadays, we just do it in post. Uh, you know what? I would, I would actually say you would still get the practical lights on the butt. I think they look good, and there's someone at props who could like fix that up over lunch. Uh, I would still say you go practical. I, I would think the, um, the standard light, it's like a fun effect. Okay, if you say so. I would, I would say so. I'm in no position to make that call, but I would say so. <laughs> Also kind of prophetic. I mean, were words on butts back in the end of the 80s? I feel like that really like kicked into full gear uh, right after the millennium. Oh, that's right. You know, like Lisa was ahead of, she really was like ahead of her fashion time putting words on butts. How do we feel about Screech's space costume? And in space, I, I did in air quotes. Yeah, well, he's also like a teleporter because he just, we've like accepted that in the future, there's not just space travel. You can just like materialize wherever you want. I have a few comments about the wardrobe in this episode as well. I'm, I'm, I'm really lashing out at the writers and the, the costume department. I don't mean to. It's pretty even-tempered lashing. I mean, your, your <laughs> lashing is like very... Uh, your, your, your initial page wavings at the beginning of this were, oh. gave, gave me more concern, but your lashings now are very very I, mellow lashing. I've had a rough week, Dashiell. It, it, they, you seem fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this, this space suit, I mean, that's, that's what we... That's what they came up with, and by they, I mean we. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like middle school theater ish. It's not. It's not like photorealistic. I mean, I don't think he's Buzz Aldrin, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, they they did put you guys into so many costumes that I guess they had to. Some of the corners got cut. Where some of the costumes you you guys are in are are deluxe. I would say uh, maybe Screech's Spaceman is like 
the middle of the rack. And it's with Screech that I have these issues with, and I'll point out later on in the episode, another wardrobe malfunction that I see. Ah, ah okay. And then we have Zach coming in as a game show host with a nice double-breasted suit. Yeah, I mean, the, probably the least costumey of anyone in costumes. He's just in kind of like a nice, yeah, like a nice suit. Yeah, looking like an NBA player in the 90s with a <laughs> double-breasted suit. And then Kelly with her sequin gown. Um, she makes a little adjustment. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, while she's, you know, displaying that beautiful 19-inch TV. She makes a little adjustment to her, her dress. I will look out for it. Yeah, it's really, uh, you kind of have to watch for it, but it's with her right hand. Uh, I, I, watch, there she goes. Nice little adjustment. Ah, yes. Oh, okay, you, she really was making sure that there was no, uh, no mishap on set. No Janet Jackson. Right, none of that. Uh, and yeah, that 19-inch TV. So we are living in the world of the future, but yet televisions have gotten, they have not changed at all. So- what about Slater's like belly costume? Because that that to me felt like the biggest. If we're going to talk about costume wardrobe, sins, yeah, yeah it's okay, like, uh, you're bringing it up. I it, will go there with you because I feel the same way. So was, he comes in yeah. and he's supposed to have a belly, right? Because Belding's whole thing was a beer belly, like which it, or it gets called out again later by Slater, a beer belly, right? Yeah, but I'm so confused by all that. There's a lot going on. I think it's all good, but there's just too much. Like I would have made the, <laughs> I would have made the, the as a producer which I wasn't right. at uh, 16 on the show. No. But I would have made the call that there's too many things here. Yeah. Um, one is that belt. And I can't tell if that's a singlet or I actually thought that that was the prosthetic. Like that was the belly prosthetic, the, the flesh tone singlet. That's, that's what I thought it was too. Is that not what it is? No. Like, so, I thought it was a belly protruding from a championship belt. That's, that's what it looked like to me. Well, then what are those straps then? Those straps are flesh-colored as well. Yeah, that's So that that's would be a I, mistake. I, I, I didn't under, That's why it was so confusing to me. Right. So what I think they should have done, I mean, if we're, if we're going to, you know. Yeah, let's get into it, please. <laughs> throw rocks at a glass house here. Right. But, to your house. <laughs> sure. Uh, the belt should have been maybe over his shoulder you know, carrying ah. a belt over his shoulder, then you would have seen that that singlet, he's filling out a singlet with a belly underneath. Or yes. make the singlet a different color so it doesn't look like it's flesh-toned. Not that that's the color of Slater's flesh. Right. But it does look like a uh, the, the prosthetic belly. It, it's confusing. It, it's, it's, it, it definitely is like one or three things uh, too many. Right. But I got to give it to Mario. I, I, I <laughs> laughed when he came through that door, his expression, his, uh, you know, the, what he's doing with his voice. I, I really enjoyed what, what he was doing there. Yeah. His eye work at the end of the scene is so funny. Like his like little like eye motions back and forth where I was cracking up. If this is a reboot, I would watch this show. This would be like Cobra Kai right here for me. <laughs> Yeah, that that see, it's a singlet that he's wearing. Yeah, you're right. I I did not. I don't know why that like was throwing me so much. I, but it is it is like visually confusing. There's Maybe too many the, things going on. Yeah, there's too much going on. Keep it simple. Then we're in the boys' locker room, and Zach and Screech, you know, palling around, pretend dirt biking as as no, I'm sure you used to do all the that time. That is not pretend dirt biking. <laughs> I'm riding a Harley, obviously, in that scene. I mean. Well, you don't double up on a dirt bike. Right. First of all. Yeah, that's number one. Um, <laughs> but you're riding a chopper. You're right. Your hands are like a chopper position. Yeah. I, and, and, you, and, and by the way, a dirt bike, I, they're not street legal. Right. Well, you think that was going to stop Zach? 
Yes. Okay. I, th- I would think so. I mean, I don't know. you're not I mean, cruising for chicks on a dirt bike. Yeah, I, I, I would wager Zach is. <laughs> I would think he, he thought he was hot stuff. You know, and, and going through this process, uh, I kind of went back to the banks of my memory. Um, and my first street bike was a 1990 or 1991 FZR 600. It was a uh, black bike with like a uh, a racing stripe on it. Sounds fast. Just the yeah. letters and numbers you said <laughs> sounds very fast. Um, but yeah, my, my father, uh, God bless him, he uh, he's co-signed for me to, to get a street bike I, huh. at 16. Wow. I have no idea why he would do that. I'm sure my mom had to be horrified by the fact that I got a street bike. And rightly so. I mean, yeah, I would no. never let my kid, my, my son now is 16, I would never let him get a street bike. Yeah. But uh, had a, a racing stripe that was like powder blue and purple, and uh, it was a cool bike. It sound, That sounds very cool. I remember having two accidents on it. <laughs> what, yeah. what, there you go. There, there's yeah. the full story. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was on Sunset Boulevard. Huh. Um, give yeah. me some, give me some, let, let's do some more fun LA geography stuff that no one cares about. <laughs> like where on Sunset? It's a big street. It goes oh, from the yeah. beach to downtown. Uh, closer to like, you know, the heart of Sunset where all the, the clubs were like um, yeah. the Roxbury, Bar One, yeah. you know, around there. Like, right. Yeah. The Strip. The, the Strip. Where, where it's happening. Yeah, the, where it's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in the center divider lane thing there. That's probably why I got in an accident. I don't even know what it's called. Right. Um, you can't be there if you don't know what it's called. Yeah. But a uh, car clipped my front end uh, while I was sort of um, perpendicular to traffic. Uh, might have been my fault, might not have been, but uh, we walked away and, and said, you know, um, no worries. All's wow. good. No one got hurt. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I could have been of, a very different story. It could have been a very different story. And one of my second accidents I remember was with, uh, with Lark Voorhees. Um, I took her on the back of my motorcycle to Paquito Moss right hmm. here in Los Angeles. The one that's on Coanga. And still there. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, uh, sitting on my bike, waiting for her to get on the back and she jumped on my bike. <laughs> like the Dukes of Hazzard or something? <laughs> and I was not expecting that. And I tipped over right in front of everybody at Paquito Moss. <laughs> so it was a, you were going zero miles an hour. <laughs> zero miles an hour, that's, but still. Right, that's the Nonetheless, yeah. uh, bruised my ego, um, dumped the bike, because uh, you never want to dump a bike. Yeah. And uh, dumped a bike uh, right in front of uh, Paquito Moss, in front wow. of a bunch of people, um, with Lark Voorhees in the back of my bike. And if we were living in a time with cell phone cameras, this would be archived oh, footage. We oh. would all have it. Uh, it would be... Yeah, it'd be that time Zach and Lisa crashed a bike at Paquito Moss. Everyone would know that, uh, but instead it was just a. And uh, see, that, that's one of the reasons why I was able to ride motorcycles and why I, why I was able to do motocross for a, a lot of my career without people knowing because yeah. the lack of social media. I remember yeah. um, I I rode every day uh, during my tenure on on NYPD Blue, and it wasn't until. Probably the fourth year, I pull up at a stoplight, and Stephen Botch goes at that stoplight. I pull up next to him. I flip up my visor, and we kind of lock eyes. And he, <laughs> he looks at me. I look at him, and we just nod. And I thought, oh, God, I think I'm going to get in trouble for this. And I put my visor down. We both take off. And then the next day, sure enough, uh, I get a call that Stephen Botchko wants to see me in his office. Ah. And uh, I go there. Hey, boss, what's up? He goes, uh saw you on your bike. Hmm. And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, 
do you think that's a good idea that you're riding a bike while you're mm. one of the stars of my show? Mm. And I said, uh, yeah, uh, it's been something I've been doing for a while. He goes, you're not answering my question. And so anyway, um, you know, uh, th th this was pre-social media. Uh, I'm sure if, if um, I'm sure I, I, I would have been stopped many, many years before that. Um, uh, if, if, if social media was around and it, to this day though, I, I still ride and it's, it's still part of my, still part of my DNA. But, yeah, no, I, I, I saw, I passed the bikes on the way in. But yeah, th this is all wrong. This whole thing. This whole thing. Yeah. It's not in yeah. the locker room cruising on a dirt bike <laughs> and then screech hops on and he says, I'm going to, I'm driving. It's my turn to drive. You don't drive a dirt bike. You ride a dirt bike. Right. Right. Come on. I would say this is more filler than anything else as far as uh, episodes go. Although we do learn here the information that Zach gambled with a bike he doesn't even have, which is like advanced. Like, again, that's like, um, that's like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems or something. It's like this is like you're in a deep gambling hole if you're betting stuff you, you don't even own. Then we get the information that Slater quit the team. Bum, He's bum, off. Bum, yeah, bum, bum, bum. And just like that, act one is done. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're into Act Two. So we open up in the Max. Uh, Max has a red shirt, Dashel. Yeah. And he <laughs> tells a story uh, about his dad being a taxi driver. And then his uh, mom gets him to... So he wants to stop being a taxi yeah, driver. Like, yeah, yeah. And then his mom basically <laughs> makes him work in the kitchen. Right. And then before you know it, he's... He's just back in that taxi back, again. Punching that meter. Like, what was she having him make that was so complex or... Or brutal on his soul. But what the hell does that have to do with what Zach says to Max? Oh, you're asking? Well, again, like, this is more, wow, <laughs> yeah, like, this is more a function of the story needing to advance quickly within 22 and a half minutes or so. Right. Uh, but, but, like, nothing. I mean, I think, I think Max was just trying to, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the... What does it have to do with Slater? I said, you know, Slater's, Slater doesn't want to wrestle. I'm dead. And then he goes on about this story about his father. Yeah, I think there's like a gas leak in the kitchen or something. Max is just like <laughs> pulling chickens out of hats and talking about taxi cabs. The, guy, the guy's not well. And I just want to point out, is that a different phone? I'm not an expert, but... It is. Yeah, it, it's different than the one you had before, I think. Did we lose the other one? Did props not put I want, it in the box at the end of the day of episode two? Yeah, I wonder if maybe they just thought this one looked better. So, but I'm... I'm I'm like almost positive it is a different phone. Whoa. Well, I can't wait for Twitter. I can't wait for Correction Corner next week. <laughs> Zach's phone, though, uh, for whatever it's worth, it did change in series as it went on. You kept getting like newer, smaller technology. So by the time we're into, you know, season three and four, uh, your phone was, was quite compact. So career week actually is all week? Yeah, I mean, it's not just a name. Like it, the name week means something. Yeah, it uh, appears to be the entire week of 
of career stuff. Also, wait a minute. If it's career week, what are all those people in the hallway doing about their actual careers? Like, if they're trying to tell you about a job you should go get, what are they doing all week? Like, just advertising? Does one of those signs just say agriculture? Uh, I think it was architecture. Well, I'm looking at it in a mirror in your <laughs> in your uh, in your garage gym here. So I think that was my my eyes not quite connecting the dots. Wow, look at look at the back of Zach's hair there. More Zach's hair talk. I just I can't. It's like an enigma to me. I know. See, but it's growing out. So I had to blow dry it. It's fe- it just doesn't look good. I, I, somebody should have given me a note and may, somebody may have given me a note, but again, I was responsible for my hair. I may not have taken the note. I may have said, nope, I want my hair like this. Well, you know what you did take is Max's story about cooking extremely literally <laughs> because Zach immediately, his scheme now involves getting Slater to try cooking and like that will push him into wrestling. But then you have Kelly coming down the hallway in an apron. I thought she was only wearing an apron. Huh. So hell yeah, I'd join that class. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty pretty scandalous. Uh, I'd imagine cooking club would get shut down pretty quick. God, I just can't stop watching my hair move every time I <laughs> nod my head. It yeah, it, like your head moves independently of the hair. Like they 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 kind of each have their own axis. I'm sure I was giving Donald fits with the lighting, by the way, because that just like the light just goes right through that hair too. Oh, he yeah, should have won right. an Emmy for this. Yeah, I think he probably agrees. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this uh, this cooking club thing—it's obviously gonna gonna blow up right in Zach's face. I mean, like, you know, as as Slater quickly deduces, it's a it's a room full of all the young ladies at Bayside. So I can't. We once we're into the cooking class, obviously yep. it's a classroom. Later on, that classroom becomes a gymnasium. Is it the same? I think it's the same space. If I remember correctly, huh. there wasn't, we didn't have multiple sets, like the locker room scene, for yeah. instance, right? So the boys' locker room is different than the boys' bathroom. That's essentially the same set. They would just put in the lockers hmm. or they would put in the stalls. We didn't have a separate locker room and a separate Bathroom. That makes sense. I Same never, with the I never thought of it that way. I think they could expand that wall to be a bigger set. Huh. Um, and if that's the case, then one of them was filmed earlier in the day. Whether it would be the cooking class or the wrestling, I would imagine though that in this case, the cooking might have been first because right. it's it's less of a of a scene that you would need to get a reaction from the audience. Oh, interesting. You were you were saying because of the audience stuff. I was thinking more about the setup, where like you could set up the cooking class overnight and then very quickly break it down, and all you really need for wrestling is the mats. Right, but that whole uh, gymnasiums, and again, I'm doing quotes of <laughs> gym. Gym is very generous. Gym is very generous, but there's a lot of like you know the hanging uh, punching bag and yeah, the mats yeah. and the and the bleachers. Yeah, and I guess like you're right. That. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I don't really remember these sets all that much other than the hallway always stayed the same. Belding's office was always off uh, the hallway. Yeah. Um, and right next to Belding's office, if we're, if we're the audience, mm-hmm. it was the hallway. To your left was Belding's office. And to that left was the Max. Ah, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I would not have uh, pictured and then that in my head. To, if you're looking as an audience, looking at the hallway, yeah. to the right was a classroom. And I can't remember or not, but maybe to the right of the classroom would be the gym set. Hmm. So they could like expand, they could like remove the back wall of the classroom and have a gym. I think, I think. 
Uh, and then if you're the audience, to your left, like to the left of the bleachers the audience sat at, mm-hmm. that was the bathroom. That okay, the so like they would have to kind of, that, that was where the, the girls, boys, locker room, bathrooms would be. Same, right. same thing, they just would swap out. Yeah. Right. And we're in cooking class, and uh, the actor who plays the teacher, Mrs. Cummings, played by Bunny Summers, uh, her career started all the way back in 1966 on Petticoat Junction. You might know her from Reanimator or The Last Starfighter, but she was also in Big Top Peewee with one Dustin Diamond the year before this. Dustin was in Big Top Peewee? Dustin was in Big Top Peewee. Huh. And so was Bunny Summers, who uh, who plays the, you know, the, the freewheeling musical cooking teacher here who also wore tap dancing shoes uh, for her lesson plan. Was she known for this? To sing uh, and dance kind of thing? I, I, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I cruised through her very extensive, again, started in 1966, IMDb, and I don't think so. I mean, I don't think she was like a, like we talked about someone, one of the other teachers who was on Broadway previously. No, I think she was just, had a lot of roles and I guess she, you know, she showed up and she, she knocked this right out of the park. This was a, it's a fun little scene. All right, Dashiell, before we start the next scene, which takes place in the max, uh, I never noticed this before, but the glass door yeah. at the max, yeah. to me, looks like a phallic symbol. Ah, huh. All is right. it just me? Uh, no, I mean, that is certainly, a, to use less scientific terminology, a boner-inspired. Uh, no, I don't think that's just you. Kind of looks like sperm or a gourd. Yeah, I mean. I can't unsee it. Oh, man. Well, I regret, I regret <laughs> I to inform you. I love that old man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I regret to inform you that now I can't either. <laughs> and uh, that's just going to be one of those things that is, uh, that is with me until I die, Mark Paul. <laughs> I want our audience also to point out other, other symbols on this set. Yeah, because as we've um, pointed out, there's a lot of uh, subversive, borderline subliminal, uh, dirty stuff going on here. Yeah, so. like our last teacher, Mrs. Cummings. Ah, yes. Right. I'm sorry, sorry, Miss Cummings. No, it's Mrs. this time. Oh, Mrs., okay. I'm certain someone will still find a way to correct me uh, about that later today. Is it phallic or phallic? It's phallic, but I wasn't going to correct you because this is your home and this has been established, the room where you practice martial arts. Did I say phallic? You did, yeah. Uh, It's phallic. It is. Yeah, I know. My mind wanted to say phallic, but I said phallic. You had a Freudian slip, but I don't know in which direction. Not in a good direction. I mean, I don't know. But I'm glad I caught it because then, you know, I would have been you blown up. Oh, oh yeah. You would have been in the correction corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I caught it on my own, by the way, guys. Yeah. We didn't edit this. No. But uh, so this guy. Um, Needick. Needle Dick. You, you want to talk about. Yeah, Needle Dick. You want to talk about Phallic. His name, Dick is in his yeah. name. <laughs> Marvin Needle Dick. <laughs> right. Uh, walks in. Um, I don't know much about wrestling because I didn't wrestle in high school, but mm-hmm. isn't there weight divisions? Ah, I'm so glad you pointed that out. Yes, there are. Uh, there also would probably be like age divisions, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think Needick goes to high school anymore. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you, like he's not the same weight as Mario, even a little, and certainly later in episode, nowhere near the same weight as Screech. Right. So help me understand this too, um, because I've got a lot of questions with this episode. I guess. Yeah. Um, so Slater is going to wrestle Needick. Yeah. Needick and him have been wrestling 
all these years, only it, Slater and and Slater has lost. It so it seems like I'm so glad I'm asking this in the third act, by the way, because yeah. this isn't clear. No, yeah, me. no. It uh, it seems like Zach has been betting against Needick for years. Okay, but just Slater, Needick. Just Needick. But Slater just got to Bayside this year. Oh, right. And Zach is like, well, this will change everything. This is the year Needick's going down. Okay, but what about the rest of Valley's wrestling squad? Where are they? Do we only have one wrestler? It, it's so confusing because when we finally get to the wrestling match, it's like Needick drove himself to the to the meet and is all alone. <laughs> There's like, nobody from Valley there. Not a single soul, not a, not a t-shirt, not a nothing. All right, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll, that. We'll, we don't want to jump ahead. This is too good. Also, uh, Nidic, uh, just to keep our, our eyes on every face we meet here, played by Gino DeMauro, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who was also on Kids Incorporated with one Mario Lopez. And there's a lot of apron talk in this episode, by the way. Like, Zach only joins the club to see Slater in an apron, and then Nidic is making fun of Slater's apron. Like, I don't know where the, the vulnerabilities lied and uh, just wearing an apron as being this, like, horribly silly thing to do with yourself. And Needick threatens to uh, basically murder Zach if he doesn't produce a wrestler or a dirt bike by the end of the match. Jesse calls him Bubba. Calls Slater Bubba? No, she calls Needick Bubba. She goes, listen, Bubba. Huh. But isn't that a pet name that, uh, see, I remember this. Uh, Isn't that a pet name that she uses for Slater? Yeah, I was going to say, she will later, I believe, call, like Bubba and Mama feel like they're... Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time we hear Jesse say Bubba. Huh. Look at that. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for doing, wow, look at that hair. I just, every time, (laughs) every time, (laughs) it's like, it is like, I never, I swear to God, I never noticed it as being like so wildly fluctuating. But the fact that a 15 year old, like when I was 15, I was also making choices with my hair to mixed degrees of success for sure. Uh, But they weren't broadcast on television. So it's like very funny that, you as a 15-year-old, you're like, no, I'm going to do it this way. It lives on forever. But did you, I mean, you've you've obviously watched these episodes a few times. A couple times, yeah. Um, did you ever notice this until I pointed this out? I think I just kind of gave it like an overall pat. Like I didn't hone in on it. You know, like I, I maybe noticed Zach has hair and the hair goes up or hair goes down. But uh, n- I never really caught how like the lunacy of this um these early episode hair choices. Yeah, and by the way, this will be an ongoing thing uh, for yeah, it, the series. Right, it keeps my, going. My hair is a, a is is a very important part of my character and of the narrative. Right, it's the fifth beetle. <laughs> um, so much so that even in the reboot, uh, I, I asked uh, Tracy Wakefield if we could make a mention of the hair because I said it was such an important part of my character. So uh, there's a little Easter egg if you're watching the reboot. Hopefully they keep it in. Huh. Um, but uh, there is a, a little nod to the hair. I, uh, I look forward to that because I think that may have gotten added. Uh, it was, gotten added after, that they have gotten added well, like recently. It was added because it used to be something else. And I asked hmm. Tracy, I said, instead of, instead of what was written, could we make it the hair? And she she looked at me quizzically, and and then I said, because hair is such an important thing to Zach and to obviously MP at the, yeah, <laughs> during, is, yeah during this uh, <laughs> during this time. So yeah, uh, hair 
Did you ask Tracy for a list of every joke I wrote so you could replace them and punch them up? Did yes. You, yeah, you, okay, yeah. good. Absolutely. Right, you have that power, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are no longer accredited uh, <laughs> yeah. on the reboot. And my, my WGA health insurance, that's also gone too, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. All right, perfect. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, Nidic, uh, you know, some just some good old-fashioned threatening and uh, brings us right into Act 3. So here we go with uh, wardrobe. Remember I, t- I told you I was going to uh, point out something on Screech? Yeah. The singlet he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, this thing is like, so what So what size do you think they went with? Well, I, I, in my notes, I have extra, extra small. <laughs> well, I don't think they make an extra, extra small, which is why they had to double over the strap uh, on his singlet. So if you notice, there's a whole bunch of bunching up on his shoulder where they look like they just folded over the strap and then just put a, a seam in it. Because that singlet obviously doesn't fit Dustin at all. I see what you're saying. So his, or looking at Screech, it's the right shoulder. So I guess his left. And all that fabric that's kind of folded under itself. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, because the strap was way too big, obviously. So they just kind of, instead of, once you have just like maybe cut it, trimmed it, and then just kind of attached it again. Instead, they it, it looks like it was a last minute thing where they just folded it over uh, and, and just pinned it. I would have been on the phone with the nearest wrestling studio for three-year-olds, and I would have said, give me your biggest singlet. <laughs> That's how I would have handled it. <laughs> he looks so sad in this thing. It's really just like you, I. Well, I think there's two ways you can look in a singlet. One is sad. Right. And the other one would be like Slater. Right. Yeah. You're either Slater or you're sad in a singlet. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Because I don't think Needick pulls it off any much better. No, but at least it, there's like a little more like, um, I don't know. I, I don't feel as, I don't feel as bad for the guy. Like Screech really looks like a man who's just, He's, this is it. You know, he's, uh, he's on his way to get killed uh, at school. And Zach offers to name the, <laughs> name the gym after him. Which, you know, if I, if I got murdered like that, I don't think I would really care if the gym was named after me. And of course, this was all to get Slater to, uh, it's like bait to get Slater to wrestle Nidic. And when Mario comes in, I, he almost, I got, I got what looked like him almost breaking. And I couldn't tell if it's just the visual of, of Dustin in the singlet. But his like, pause and delivery on the quiche joke. Uh, just look at Mario's face. He, he like, he, it looks like he's about to crack. So I'm trying to figure out if this is the actual, um, if there's like a chalkboard behind those mats, which would confirm my theory that this is the same classroom as uh, the baking classroom. You know what might help is the, um, what's that thing called? Like the speaker where the principal would talk through. Oh, right. Like, that might be the thing that, you know, the unifying piece of uh, set decoration. Or the the windows at the top of the, uh, uh, right? The um, But they didn't have windows in the classroom, right? I don't know. I'm too lazy to rewind this thing, Dash. Yeah, no, this, this train moves in one direction. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's let the audience uh, correct you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see you at the correction corner next week. But again, this is our gym. Uh, this is a, a an important wrestling match, but there's no representation from Valley. Zero, yeah. Only a very sad-looking Needick. Yeah, he's just a uh, forlorn, a forlorn Needick. And those are pretty sad-looking mats for a wrestling match, I would imagine. I have I have mats like that in my gym right now. Yeah, I'm looking at them. 
they're nicer. <laughs> uh, it's funny because like Bayside is a school with so many resources. Like they, there's a pool that's been mentioned, and I think in one episode someone's like on their way to tennis practice, and like, but yet when we actually see the athletics and see the space, it looks just like so sad to use that adjective again. And there's two cheerleaders. Possibly a third, Jesse, not wanting to wear the <laughs> yeah, uniform. I don't think I don't think cheerleaders wear denim as as regulation. Uh, I think Jesse's just like cheering with her friends. And who are the who are the um, the the benches for? Like, no one's sitting on the bench. Do they? I think they. I think the gals uh, take a seat after their their rousing. They cheer. do, but the other benches are not for anyone. Like the the background actors are just sort of sitting or standing behind them. Yeah, it has like um it has like street fight energy. That's what I thought <laughs> it's exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like this is just a fight. Yeah, it's like in like in the yeah, like like people gathering to watch a fight. There's also two extras that caught my eye. I the one of them is wearing this like pink neon pink two neon pink shirts, but one has like a big happy face. I love her shirt. Uh I just thought that was so fun. There's also uh, an extra in the background, uh, a, a, a woman, because we figured that out, that everyone was much older than we were, but she's wearing cowboy boots. And huh. I remember that look in the in the 90s. And I used to always think that that was pretty hot when uh, girls wore cowboy boots, like that particular look, very like, 90s look for me. It's like biker shorts and cowboy boots. Yeah, that was yeah. hot back then. Two very conflicting activities. Yeah, I actually, I think I, I, I bought cowboy boots right after this. Wow. You know, it's funny because I, going, sorry, going back to your hair and like what was like fashionable of the time and what was like in trend, I tried to comb through some of the most popular 1989 movies to try to find out like where did you see this thing and like where did it click with you that this is what I should look like. Haven't cracked the case yet, but if, uh, if any listeners do, please, please let us know. And Screech antagonizing Nita because he, uh, he thinks Slater will rescue him and, uh, you know, after Nedick almost murders Screech, uh, Slater shows up, save the day. And of course, like we all know that that Mario was indeed a wrestler in real life. Like he takes the stance. I would imagine that Gino, <laughs> yeah, no, he, having to act across Mario, uh, I think he puckered a little bit yeah. uh, at the sight of Mario, <laughs> like in his uh, in his wrestling stance. I certainly would have. Yeah, because, he realized like, oh crap. Oh like, shit, this guy knows what he's doing yeah. and he's going to throw me. And, you know, Nidic being obviously a, in a different weight class, it does look like Mario struggles to kind of make that throw. No, it's like, it's a visually impressive uh, maneuver all around. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually very impressed by Mario's skill right here. Uh, and then, you know, going out the back door, as they call it, grabbing him and then throwing him. But, oh, he struggles and then he's wow, <laughs> able yeah. to finally throw him. Uh, it was it was it was fun. Yeah, again, we talk a lot about safety and how things have changed. That would over never the years. fly. You would never be like, "Look, sir, you are 16 years old. Can you please almost break your back in half uh, to flip over this man who is like nearly twice your weight?" No, they never. Like Gino never would have taken that. They would have they would have inserted another guy. We had a cut right before the throw, and they would have put it in a stunt double. Yeah, it would be an extreme like close up on Mario's face, like struggling. And then you get like quick action. You're totally right. It would I be- never, I, I, again, we've, we've been very clear about this. I think I need to take more, more alpha brain as one Twitter uh, follower said. Yep. Um, but I don't remember there ever being 
a stunt coordinator or someone <laughs> someone from that community. There was no one. No, no. One, no. I, I mean, on my, show, Mixed-ish, uh, for, on my <laughs> show, Mixed-ish, if I, I've, I've had to like trip on Mixed-ish yeah. and a stunt guy, a stunt coordinator has to come up to me and say, would you like to wear some knee pads? Would you like to wear an ankle brace? Maybe an armadillo on your back in case you fall on your back. Uh, and then would you also like to have somebody take the fall for you? Right. There are so many protocols in place nowadays. Um, it, you know, some, some would say that it's, it's a little too much. But back then, I don't remember anybody ever no, zero. Um, That's uh, so coordinating funny. these scenes. Like yeah. the, I, I know that Mario and I will fight later on in, in the series um, because I've seen like the, yeah. the memes and 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 you know whatnot. Um, but I don't remember anybody ever uh, anybody ever being a choreographer for those scenes that or is so or funny. a safety representative. <laughs> Nothing. And yeah, Slater saves a day. Uh, I win my bet with Nedic. And, and you, uh, you also get in trouble. Like, there's like a little bit of a tinge of a lesson. The gambling is wrong, but like, I still like to believe that Zach got the dirt bike. You know, he just got detention also. And Slater doesn't have to worry about his future. He's just like, what a, what a good lesson for kids. Just like, ah, eh, you'll worry about it later. And we get to end on a nice profile one last time to see how beautiful that uh, that hair really was. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of Trump going on there. Like totally, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You get a little whiff of Trump. No, it's like a, it's just, it's one of those things where it's all about the angle you look at it from. Right. And from the side, you can just see so much going on. It's something. <laughs> it's really, it's, I really never noticed it. It's, it's like one of those things, like when I look at Trump's hair, I, I always wondered like, how does it get, like, what is going on there? Like, how does it get there? What's going on? I think you're dealing with like, um, for lack of better explanation, like a 15-year-old making their own choices. <laughs> right. And that's what I feel about my hairstyle on this is like, how, what what is going on there? Yeah. How I did I get that? I don't know. And it moves. I love the movement in the hair in this episode. Ugh. Yeah, it's like just enough product to get it there, but not enough to keep it still. It's very fascinating <laughs> stuff. Well, I can't wait till next episode to yeah. see what happens with my hair. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned there's next episode because there is. It is called Beauty and the Screech. Any old guesses? Well, it has something to do with Screech. I would say beauty. Um, uh, my mind r right away went to um, a girl, a woman of some sort. But yeah. uh, we already did the Bambi episode. Right. So. Oh, so you would say you would be the beauty? Um, maybe. That's where you thought? Something like that. Okay. Uh, I would have called Screech's woman. Yeah. Uh, could it easily have been replaced with beauty and the Screech? Because of you. Uh, yes. Well, you're, it's always you, all about me. Yeah, it's always all about you. Uh, no, it is, uh, it is about Screech and a woman, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see next week. Uh, so please do your homework, Mark Paul and listeners. Thank you so much, Mark Paul. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Canes 13 and to you for listening.